Welcome to the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. It's Indiana. Watford for the win! Yes! Yes! Your daily home for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Welcome to Indiana basketball. Smart takes the shot! And the Hoosiers with three seconds. Go ahead. Indiana wins the championship. Keith Smart is the hero. When my time on earth is gone and my activities here are past i want they bury me upside down and my critics can kiss my now here's your host matt dennison it's indiana what i feel is the pinnacle the absolute pinnacle of all of college basketball Hello and welcome in. We've made it to Friday, the end of the week, a huge basketball weekend coming up. Glad to have you with us here on our daily program. A reminder right out of the gate, if you missed the live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, really anywhere you listen to podcasts and you'll find us there. So whether you're live on the Big X weekdays at 11 or listening on demand via podcast, we are so glad to have you with us. We invite you to communicate with the show, the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, again, 502-414-1450. You can communicate with me, the show, the guest, questions, comments, uh, whatever it may be, all on the Thornton's text line. Uh, Before we get into anything today, uh, just a great basketball time right now. Uh, We're headed into girls' sectional semifinals tonight. I'm hoping to get done with uh, all my work so I can get out maybe to some semifinal games tonight. A huge weekend of college basketball coming up. Obviously, Indiana and Penn State, a noon game on Saturday. We'll get into that coming up here in just a few. But it's a game Indiana really should win at home. And it would be a big week to finish off with two victories for Indiana as they enter the month of February. Their backs squarely against the wall. There is really no room at all for error the rest of the way if Indiana wants to even be I think in the picture to be an NCAA tournament team. So they've got to, I don't want to say win out, but they've got to do some miraculous things here this month and maybe even in the Big Ten tournament to uh, get themselves nearby, close by, to be uh, an NCAA tournament team. But that will be the focus game, I'm sure, for most of you listening. Girls sectional championships on Saturday night. The Floyd County Elementary Basketball uh, Championships are this weekend. We run that through Floyd County Parks. It's uh, We try to do it first class for the kids and uh, big production on Sunday for those championship games. So basketball all weekend for me. And uh, let's look at the college slate before we go any further. Um, I'm a little envious. I've got such a busy weekend. I won't be able to watch much television, but uh, interested in these games. It's a huge way to start off the month of February. In addition to Indiana playing a game they need to win, number one Connecticut is at my guy Rick Patino and St. John's. I'm really curious to see how that goes. Um, I forget the, the name of it, but the small arena that's actually on the campus of St. John's, I think it's named after Lou Carnesecca, is where the game's going to be at. So I think it's like 5,000 people will be packed in that gym. 
Uh, we'll see if Patino and St. John's can get a win over Connecticut. I've always said I love Rick Patino on the court as a coach and a recruiter and motivator and those sorts of things. Obviously, other things off the court, kind of hard to understand uh, over his career. But nonetheless, that's going to be a big game of interest this weekend. Also, uh, it's hard for me to get used to Houston being in the same conference as Kansas and uh, in the Big 12. So number four ranked Houston uh, will be at number eight Kansas. They'll play at Fog Allen for their first time. I don't know if it's first time ever or first time as a member of the same conference, but that's going to be an interesting game over the weekend. That's what a Saturday 4 p.m. tip on ESPN. And then Saturday, the night game or the evening game, you've got a 6.30 game against Duke in North Carolina. Duke is number seven in the country right now. North Carolina is number three in the country. That obviously is a fun game. Uh, Kentucky coming off of a loss to Florida, which was surprising uh, at Rupp. They're going to host number five, Tennessee. So the fifth-ranked Volunteers at the 10th-ranked Wildcats. That's a later uh, game on Saturday, 8.30 on ESPN. And then another Big Ten game of real interest is number two, Purdue, coming off a scare at home against Northwestern in overtime. They hit the road this weekend to play at Wisconsin, and we all know the Cole Center and what a tough environment that is. Uh, Wisconsin's good, too. They are number six in the country. Uh, this will be the sixth top 11 opponent, ranked opponent that Purdue has faced so far uh, this season, and they are 7-2, and two, are, the, are the Boilermakers against uh, quad one opponents. So just some of the games that stand out this weekend, it's like a blockbuster of college basketball. So hopefully you've got some time and can uh, take in some girls' sectional action, maybe a Saturday afternoon high school boys' basketball game, and lots of good college action, especially on Saturday. That's just going to be a day where you wish you could uh, keep two or three televisions on and uh, watch all of it from start to finish. Let's look at the show lineup today, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Segment one here in just a moment are Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. We'll dig into Penn State at Indiana today. Mike Woodson has been out this week in a downtime in between home games, as you would expect here in February, hitting some high school games. We'll tell you where he's been and who he's been watching. Uh, also, um, uh, some basketball last night uh, because of all the girls' sectional stuff uh, tonight uh, in New Albany went on the road to Jennings County and took a tough loss uh, to the Panthers. We'll talk more about that game coming up here in just a bit. Later today, uh, Dylan Wallace, former sports editor of the news of uh, the uh, Seymour Tribune, excuse me, he'll be with us later in the hour, a great friend of the show as we continue to talk IU basketball this time of year. Also, later today, Kyle Dedrip, excuse me, of the Indianapolis Star will join as we'll dig into some high school hoops and some recruiting and a lot more when he's with us a little bit later in the show today. That's the lineup, a service of Honey Baked Tam in New Albany. Try Honey Baked Tam in New Albany today for a great lunch. They've got wonderful sandwiches, salads, and soups. It's all made fresh daily and will surely satisfy any craving you have. You might even find something else to take home as they have a variety of dinner packages. Give Honey Baked Tam in New Albany a try. 
I think you'll be glad that you did. Uh, Thornton's text line is open. I've already mentioned that. 502-414-1450 is the number. And if you're looking for an icy cold thirst quencher to keep your day going in the right direction, right now at Thornton's, all 32-ounce fountain drinks and smaller are only 89 cents. You heard it right, only 89 cents. So come in today and grab a fountain drink from Thornton's and fire us a text off on the Thornton's text line, 502 414 1450 again 502-414-1450 couple text on the uh, text line already one texter says matt i'm sure you have heard but wanted to let you know that new albany's basketball team had a royal hosing last night at jennings county always hate to see that but that took them out of the conference championship hopes uh heard a little bit about it last night we're going to talk about it here in the hoosier headlines segment in just a few moments, it was. It seemed to be a close game, a great game, but uh, referees can be questionable at times, and uh, you just never know. So there, it's it's hard to know unless you see it yourself or you get both sides. But uh, maybe some questionable calls in that game last night. New Albany first-year coach Jason Jones playing great. Uh, they're a contender for the sectional. Uh, maybe thought they could stay in the Hoosier Hills Conference race if they could beat Jennings County and Bedford uh, and have a chance to tie Seymour and potentially Jeffersonville as well. But that loss last night does take them out of the conference race, that is for sure. Also, another text says, uh, ask Kyle Neddenrip who the best team in the state is now with all of the upsets last week. We will get to that in just a bit. Definitely, if you follow high school basketball uh, at a state level, uh, there were a lot of upsets uh, over the last week or so in high school basketball. So we'll cover that today with Kyle. Thank you for the question suggestion. I appreciate it. Texter on the Thornton's text line. Let's get into our Hoosier headlines, a summary of the day's top IU and Southern Indiana sports news. I covered what should be a blockbuster weekend, a blockbuster Saturday, especially of uh, college basketball here um, across the country and across the Big Ten. But obviously for Indiana, no game bigger than a sectional, excuse me, uh, no game bigger than a conference home game against an, a, a 10 and 11 team, uh, four and six in the Big Ten Conference is the record of Penn State. Indiana desperately needs victories. They desperately need momentum. They desperately need the ability to get things moving in a good direction moving into February. They've got to have a great month. They've got to have an outstanding month. There is no question about that. So um, big one coming up. It's a Saturday afternoon game. Again, Penn State uh, overall um, a losing record this season. Two games under 500 in the Big Ten Conference. And it's a noon tip-off on Fox Sports 1 uh, coming up on Saturday. For Indiana, obviously coming off a, a really good win at home. Uh, uh, every win is good right now in the Big Ten Conference, 74-68 over Iowa. That came on Tuesday night. Penn State also earlier this week had a good win. They got their first road victory of the season on Wednesday night, and it was a 61-46 win over Rutgers on the road at Jersey Mike's Arena 
their previous four road losses for Penn State before that contest all came by an average of 16 and a half points. And Penn State also won the game at Rutgers without their key guy, Kanye Clary. He has been out since the Minnesota game uh, where he was hit in the face back in the end of February, I don't know, five or six days ago. So a huge win for Penn State, showing they are still alive. They are still battling. They are still capable of Big Ten wins. But Indiana uh, gets an opportunity to play them at home uh, and get back over 500 in the Big Ten Conference with 10 regular season games remaining for Indiana basketball. So uh, absolutely a uh, must win. Uh, I hate to say that all the time. It's probably an overphrased, overused phrase on this show, and I, I think by a lot of people probably. But Indiana, really, their path to postseason uh, is so narrow. It's just ridiculous. But uh, uh, interesting to see this Penn State team. Um, I mentioned that Clary has been out for them. Obviously, it's a new-look Penn State team with Mike Rhodes, Pennsylvania native, former VCU coach, who took over for Micah Shrewsbury, who, by the way, was down recruiting Trent Sicily with Mike Woodson and Matt Painter last night. Uh, But obviously, Clary, a key loss for them. Will he be back? That is still unknown for Saturday. Also unknown for Saturday is the status of a couple key Indiana guys uh, as well. Xavier Johnson, what's his status after what we think was an arm or or wrist injury coming down uh, in the paint on Saturday, on Tuesday, excuse me. Also, the status of, um, you know, obviously other key Indiana injuries right now as well would be Malik Renu and uh, where he stands with things. So no real update. Mike Woodson did meet with the media a little bit earlier today. That concluded just before we went on the air with our show. So we'll take a look at what he had to say to the media and see if there's been any update on those things. But Indiana Penn State, it's just a game Indiana has to win. Really no other way around it as we uh, look ahead to what's next in the Big Ten Conference. Mike Woodson with some off days, or I shouldn't say off days, but some home days uh, in between home games, uh, being able to stay in Bloomington uh, and uh, obviously practice as well. But uh, he's been out on the road recruiting. Uh, He visited Greenfield Central and key shooting guard, Braylon Mullins, he was there on Wednesday, and he'll be at Heritage Hills, or was at Heritage Hills last night, last night, to watch Trent Sicily play. Uh, Both of those guys are top-ranked guys in the class of 2025. In-state players from the Hoosier State, you would probably put Jalen Harrelson in the mix with uh, Sicily and Mullins as far as key guys from Indiana. Now Harrelson up at LaPorte Lalamere in the far northwest corner of the state uh, playing at that uh, top-level travel-type high school program. But obviously uh, key guys and Mike Woodson still out fighting on the road for those guys here in the middle of uh, Indiana being in a fight in the Big Ten Conference. Last night at Heritage Hills, saw a lot of pictures come out of the gym. Uh, Matt Painter was there. Also, Micah Shrewsbury is there, so uh, three of the biggest programs in the state, Indiana, Purdue, and also Notre Dame, all in the same gym on a random Thursday and off night for the three teams to watch Trent Sisley. He's continued to get solid interest from the Big Ten, from in-state schools, and uh, has a lot of decisions to make in the near future. But Sisley, with uh, lots of opportunities, and will be a big get 
for whoever is able to reel him in. Obviously, Matt Painter, it seems, working extra hard to try to come back to Southern Indiana and reel in a key player to Lafayette. Uh, Trey Kaufman-Wren, his latest, maybe a steal from out underneath of Indiana's, uh, right. I guess you could say somewhat home turf. Uh, so we'll see ultimately where Sicily goes, but uh, he really has been recruited hard by Indiana and Purdue, and it's been the latest real in-state battle between the rival Boilermakers and the Hoosiers as well. High school basketball last night. Want to cover a couple things. I mentioned the New Albany loss. Jennings County won 58-56. Humongous Hoosier Hills Conference game for a Thursday night. It knocks New Albany basically out of contention. It does knock them out of contention for any share of the title, whether it be with Seymour or potentially Jeffersonville as well. Uh, Carter Kent, two free throws with four-tenths of a second left. He was fouled on an offensive rebound, and he finished with 32 points. I said this yesterday. I've not seen a lot of Jennings County this season, but they can beat anybody on any given night. They showed that last night, beating a good New Albany team. And just a few weeks ago, they beat Jack Benner and a great Brownstown team. Carter Kent, when he is on, he is red hot, and he is tough to handle. Uh, he's the son of Rob Kent, now the head coach, who was a great shooter for Jennings County uh, back when maybe the late 90s, the early 2000s. Uh, but 32 points for Carter Kent last night as Jennings County looking to get to that sectional. They're the reigning champs in the Seymour sectional and uh, obviously looking to get back there and see if they can win it again this season and knock off potentially the favorite Jeffersonville. Jennings County led 10-8 at the end of the first period, uh, 23-12. Uh, New Albany outscored Jennings County in the second, and New Albany had a nice lead, 31-22 uh, at halftime. Jennings County knocked it down to 39-38 at the end of the third period, and then it was a 2017 edge for the homestanding Panthers in the fourth quarter as Jennings County able to get the victory. Dorian Hacker, he added 14 points for Jennings County. New Albany was led by Ryland Shrink. He had 15 points. Chris Lampkins also added 10 for New Albany. The Bulldogs... Uh, who are now 13-4 and four and 2-2 two and two in the conference. They had won six straight games, but had that win streak snapped last night. Uh, New Albany back in action in another Hoosier Hills Conference game Saturday afternoon. They'll host Columbus East uh, at uh, the Doghouse. Uh, Columbus East very much down this year. Should be an easy New Albany victory, but a tough loss for the Bulldogs on Thursday night. Other things I want to mention from some Thursday night hoops in the area. Terrence Nord, a sophomore at Rock Creek, he had 11 three-pointers last night and scored 39 points to help Rock Creek to an 89-54 victory over Portland Christian from Louisville. Unbelievable shooting performance from Nord. Had four threes in the first period to get his night started, and I believe that broke a record held by uh, former Rock Creek standout and current assistant coach, uh, the son of Chris Brown, uh, who had that record previous to him, Will Brown, who is now the assistant for his father there at Rock Creek. And Will was just an outstanding player and a great shooter in the area. But Rock Creek is 8-9. and nine. They've got talent. They're young. They're dangerous. It's going to be interesting to see if they could be an upset spoiler 
in the local 1A sectional a few weeks from now. Also, no 11, a big 28 points last night as Providence got a huge and easy 67-34 win at South Central last night. Just another big outpouring by 11 as he continues to have a great senior campaign. Charlestown a winner 67-37 in a Mid-Southern Conference game last night as well. And uh, Scottsburg beat uh, Clarksville uh, last night in that contest by a score of 68-31 as uh, Scottsburg uh, having a good year. They're 13-4 and now on the season. Uh, they got the big win. Also last night, Cason Dager, 21 of his uh, game-high 26 points. He scored in the first half to really help Silver Creek to a great start. They cruised 79-44 over Salem. That also was a Mid-Southern Conference game last night. New Washington, a winner over Medora last night. Bedford absolutely had their way with Floyd Central. 68-46 was the final score in that contest last night. So that's a look at a busy Thursday night of high school basketball here in the area. Fortin's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Texter says a sectional, I guess that means is greater than regular season conference title. Seymour hasn't won a sectional in their own gym since 1992, which was a non-class sectional. Texter, that's a a great text. Thank you. We had Coach Manns of Seymour on Monday to recognize him and the Seymour program for their first ever Hoosier Hills Conference Championship. They won it on their home court by beating Floyd Central on Friday night. They cut down the nets. It was a big celebration, and rightfully so. Coach Manns has done an outstanding job with the Seymour program and uh, they're a contender they're right there at the top of the sectional I really feel like still to this day it's Jeffersonville would be my number one pick in 4A uh, locally at Seymour I would put New Albany still 2A Seymour 2B and I guess Jennings County 2C or you can mix those twos up any way you want I, I think there's an opportunity for literally four or five different teams to win Seymour but I would still mark Jeffersonville at the favorite and I feel like we say this every year about some of these tough sectionals locally and I know it matters every year but golly it really seems the pairings the draw matters so much at Seymour each and every year Uh, so I think the draw obviously could have something to do with the ultimate result there at Lloyd E. Scott Gymnasium we'll head to a commercial break we're back with Dylan Wallace we'll preview IU and Penn State Stay with us. You're listening to a Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. You know, a basketball hero around here is treated like a god. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. You know, most people would kill be treated like a god just for a few moments. Here's Matt Dennison. And we're back on this Friday program. Thornton's text line open, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Looking here at some of Mike Woodson's comments, he had a meeting with the media a little earlier today. 
He said that uh, both Xavier Johnson and Malik Renew are being evaluated. He spoke with Tim Girl, the team trainer, this morning and said the status for both is still unclear for the weekend. He did mention Johnson has an elbow injury. I had mentioned arm or ankle or uh, wrist, I wasn't sure. And uh, Renew, an ankle injury, said neither practice on Thursday. So a little interesting note there, but uh, really no insight uh, as far as both of those guys and their availability. Although I will say it doesn't sound good. Uh, they didn't practice Thursday, and obviously Tim Garl and the training staff very much involved with those guys right now. Um, one quote that I did find interesting uh, that he said to the media, he said, quote, I do think if we're pretty healthy and guys do what they're asked to do, we could be a pretty good basketball team. We have, uh, we just have a f- full deck, and I don't know if we'll ever have one, to be honest with you. So uh, that is I- interesting as well. He uh, had a couple other interesting things kind of directed at the media, I thought. I'm just scrolling through some of his comments here, but uh, it doesn't sound like those guys will be available. That, that's my guess, but I guess ultimately you never know until you get there, and it's time for the game to tip off everything. Really kept pretty quiet, and I understand. So, uh, good stuff. Thornton's on the uh, texter on the Thornton's text line. First time listening, enjoying the show. Thank you. We're glad to have you along with us. We do this each weekday at 11 a.m. Complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. Our friend Dylan Wallace, former sports editor of the Seymour Tribune, a great friend of this program who still keeps up closely with IU basketball, football, and more. He's with us Fridays as we talk the very latest with the program. And I think that the availability of uh, both guys, Xavier Johnson and Malik Renew is going to be huge for this Indiana team, not only this Saturday, but in the month of February as well. So I'm sure that Mike Woodson and Indiana fans listening all have their fingers crossed that maybe somehow, some way, those guys come trotting out on the floor ready to go for Saturday's home game against Penn State. Yeah, that's the hope. Um, although, you know, based on the sounds of it, as you went over Woodson's comments earlier today, you know, neither guy practiced, he doesn't know, and, you know, they're never really going to tell us much anyways. But, um, you know, I, I would almost wouldn't be shocked if they think, hey, if we can somehow bottle up the energy we played with against Iowa, um, maybe they might feel comfortable going into Penn State without get those two guys having the game at home and potentially winning it no matter what. Is it a scenario where Indiana thinks they can get, you know, get by in this game tomorrow and then, you know, hopefully get them healthy for at Ohio State and at Purdue, which is a really tough two-game stretch they have next week. Um, But we'll see. This Penn State team, although they've probably been the worst team in the Big Ten, they just beat Rutgers by 15 on the road earlier this week. Uh, Something Indiana could not even come close to doing. They held Rutgers to 46 points, so... Um, maybe this game might not be as easy as I think this is the only game Indiana's favorite to win the rest of the season. Might not be as easy as we hope, especially if they don't have Renew or Xavier Johnson. So um, hopefully one of the, at least one of those guys can get back on the floor soon because they're going to need them. Although it is interesting the way that they've kind of played, you know, the way they played at Illinois without Ware, the way they played against Iowa without Renew, not having both post guys in the paint the entire time, it's kind of opened the floor up. And I'm hoping – you know, they can continue to explore that. Even with both guys come back, alternate them out. They'll obviously start the game together. But if you can alternate them out and have different guys in at different times, you know, that could be a different way this team can, can get better offensively. You know, I think we've seen some good things the last two games with more space on the floor. So 
Uh, if they don't have Renew tomorrow, hopefully they can continue to play like that, get up more threes, make more of them, and just play with that same energy they did against Iowa to get another win here in the Big Ten on Saturday. Dylan Wallace with us talking IU Penn State on Saturday. Back to the Thornton's text line. Another texture says, if Malik and Xavier aren't available Saturday, what do you think would be the best starting lineup? I guess asking my opinion on maybe who the replacement should be. Uh, Xavier Johnson, if he's out, if Malik Renu is out, obviously Kellel Ware, uh, and McKenzie Mbako, Trey Galloway, the other three normal starters. But who do you go with? I think my first insert in to be a fourth starter would be Gabe Cups. Would you agree with that, Dylan? Absolutely. I think based on how much Gabe Cups has already started for this team, when Xavier Johnson was hurt and when Xavier Johnson was having trouble when he came back, um, I think it's a pretty pretty easy solution for Woodson to throw Gabe Cups in the starting backcourt. Um, you know, I think everyone wants to see a lineup of Cups, Galloway, Mbako, Leo, and Ware. But I think just from what Mike Woodson has been doing, it's probably going to be Walker in that last spot. Anthony Walker will probably get the start if, if Renew and Johnson can't go. So I expect it to be Cubs, Galloway, and Baco, Walker, and Ware. Um, but I think, you know, Lil's going to be the first guy off the bench again for this team. Um, and if he can continue to play like he has, it's going to be really good. So um, I think fans are going to want to see a bit of a smaller lineup with Khalil Ware. But I, would, I think if those two guys are out, they'll, they'll throw in Walker and Cubs to, to fill the gaps there. Um, which I think is fine. You know, I think Anthony Walker, um, although at times takes some questionable shots, I think his efforts usually are pretty good, and he does some good things for this team from time to time. So I don't mind it. I, that's the lineup I expect him to play if both those guys can't go. Yep, I agree with you on Walker as the fifth starter as well and Cups the sixth man off the bench. I'll tell you what, though, I think if we had a fan vote right now, I think Anthony yeah. Lill would earn one of those open starting spots if some guys are out with injuries, as we kind of think might happen Saturday. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. He's That game on uh, against on Tuesday against Iowa was just awesome to see Anthony Lill make three threes. He had a nice move uh, for a layup. Um, it, it was just great to see, you know, he, he's been an Indiana guy his, his whole life. You know, I, when I was interning inside the hall my, my senior year, you know, I got to go to some of Anthony Leal's games at Bloomington South. I had to sort of cover his recruitment and, and have some conversations with him, did some Q&As with him about coming to Indiana basketball when he committed. So, you know, I got to, to talk to him really early in his career. Um, he's, just, he's always been a stand-up dude. You know, he's always been really generous at the time. Um, and to see him... You know, he's always played, I think, well in the limited minutes he's come in games, and fans have, have liked to see it. But I think you saw some limitations here and there. But as he's gotten older and stronger and smarter, you know, he's really been able to stay on the floor for this team. And um, to see what he did on Tuesday, you know, knocking down big-time shots, playing really good defense, making nice passes, uh, you know, getting that final rebound to, to kind of seal the win and, and get, get typed up with the crowd, um, I think it was probably every fan's you know, dream to see that happen because everybody loves Anthony Leal. And um, for him in general, that was, you know, he's always wanted to play at the university and, and wear that jersey. And so to have a big moment like that, um, I think is great for him. And I, and I think the way he's played, we're going to, we might see more of it. You know, if he can see the shoot like that, you know, that's the shooter that we thought Indiana was getting when he committed in, in, in 2019. So um, hopefully that's a sign of things to come and it wasn't just a blip because they're going to need it, especially if they're shorthanded in the backcourt. They're going to need more guys who can make shots and do good things. So um, that's definitely he's definitely a fan favorite. I expect when he checks in on Saturday, it'll be uh, a very loud ovation from that home crowd in Assembly Hall. So it um, should be a good thing, and hopefully the mojo continues to ride with him and his team. 
Dylan Wallace with us here on this Friday show talking IU basketball. What do you make of Penn State uh, so far this season? Uh, obviously, there was some real traction, I felt like, under Micah Shrewsbury. Uh, that's how he was able to build his resume and quickly make a move to the Notre Dame program. But uh, this year, middle of the road at best, it's a game Indiana needs to win. And just as you start to say all those things and maybe believe it's a game Indiana could win even with without a couple starters, then you see that Penn State goes to Rutgers and gets a nice win uh, with one of their better players out. Uh, so who knows? It's the wild and wacky Big Ten Conference, and no game is easy. No road environment is easier than others. I mean, that's obviously we know the tougher ones for Indiana at least, but they're all tough in their own way, and now Indiana's at home and they've got to win. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. You know, Penn State's kind of been an interesting team uh, this season. You know, they, they've won. I don't know if they've actually won a Big Ten game on the road yet. Uh, it seems like they've lost most of those. But, you know, they've had some really good home wins. They beat Wisconsin at home, which is a, a really nice win. Um, you know, they just beat Rutgers on the road. So, obviously, they'll have a good, I think that was a first Big Ten road win. So, that was a, a good game for them. So, they're probably feeling pretty good about themselves. You know, Penn State's beaten a few of the, the teams in the conference, but um, I definitely think when you look at the conference top to bottom, they look like they're the, the weakest team. But, um, you know, I think we've, we've come to grow accustomed to this conference. Any given night, uh, these teams play hard. These teams are usually well-coached, and they're usually tough to beat. So especially with, with assuming two guys are out for Indiana, you, know, you can't just waltz in there and expect to win. You have to play with the same intensity you've been playing with. Um, you know, I think something Woodson said in his, his availability today was just how in the week off between um, Wisconsin and Illinois, they really kind of reset the defense and tried to get guys locked in on that end. And I think we saw it in both games since then. I think added Illinois was a step in the right direction. I think against Iowa, you know, the defense was, was pretty good. With, there's a few lulls here and there in each of those games, but I think they're playing a lot better. They're playing more connected. Um, so if they continue that, stretch of, of play. Um, I think they should with the home crowd in their back pocket. They should be able to get this win uh, tomorrow, and they're going to need it too. If, if they want to continue to try to salvage this season and, and maybe make a run to the bubble or, or do something of note, you know, you, you definitely can't lose it home to Penn State. So um, should be a win for Indiana, but I think it, it could be a tough game and could be some growing pains throughout the game, but hopefully the talent on this team can kind of pull through and the effort continues to stay there. It's funny, uh, I actually... Michael Shrewsbury came up earlier this week to, to talk to one of our the students here at Notre Dame, and I talked to him and was like, hey, I'm an Indiana grad, and I told him, like, I'm glad you're not in the Big Ten anymore because your team is really tough to play. So uh, it was it was kind of a fun interaction, and, um, you know, he's, he's a really good guy, cool dude here at Notre Dame. So I was like, yep, glad you're not there. Uh, you're always tough to play. But hopefully uh, Indiana has a better time playing Penn State than they did last year because Penn State was tough to play last year. But hopefully the Hoosiers get the win on Saturday. Talking with Dylan Wallace on IU Basketball. Dylan, this month of February um, is going to be key. I mean, for every team, whether you're at the top of the conference or already a cinch for the NCAA tournament or you're like Indiana and your back is really against the wall with what you've got to accomplish this month. Uh, I'll ask you this. Uh, Alex and I got into this some yesterday on the show. It's going to be a regular topic at least at least for the next week here especially if indiana can get some additional wins what's indiana got to do to get into the tournament or to be on the bubble for the tournament is is it a certain number of wins at this point or in addition to a certain number of wins do there have to be some key quad one victories here over the next few weeks i think so especially because i don't they don't have any quad one wins 
as of this moment. Um, but the good thing about the rest of their schedule the rest of the way is there's a lot of opportunity on it. Um, I think I was talking with some friends about it. You know, if they're able to go, you know, get to like a 20, 21 and 12 record or something like that, that means, you know, you're only losing a few more games here down the stretch. You know, that could potentially put you in the bubble because that means you're, you're probably beating, you know, a top 10 Wisconsin team at home. You're, you're beating a, a quad one Michigan State team at home, Northwestern at home. You have some good teams that you have at home that you have to win. Um, and then in terms of road games, you know, you, you have to beat Minnesota on the road. You have to beat Penn State again on the road. Um, you know, I, I know Ohio State next Tuesday, uh, that'd be nice to, to pick that up. You know, it could be a tough game. But, um, you know, I think if this team manages to go 7-3 and three down the stretch here um, and, and finishes above 500 in the conference or something like that and, and gets a, over 20 wins in the regular season and they pick up some of the key wins, that, that could potentially put them on the bubble. It might require some more work in the Big Ten tournament. Um, I guess I think a lot of it also has to do with what are the other teams on the bubble doing? You know, that now's the time where we should start looking at the bracketology and seeing who are the other teams around the bubble. How does their resume compare to Indiana's if Indiana is to go on a little bit of a run here? You know, that's another key component of this is what are the other teams doing for you around that time? So um, there's definitely a lot of opportunity left uh, on this schedule. But um, if, you, if Renew and Johnson can't play in the next few games here, it's going to get tough to string together some of these wins because there's some good teams on the schedule. But, um, you know, if you beat Penn State at home, you know, you've won two in a row. Um, Ohio State's a very winnable road game um, on Tuesday. Purdue's going to be a tough one. Can't, that's not a bad loss if you lose it. And then you've got to really rally off them at home. You have to beat Northwestern and Nebraska at home. You've got to win at Penn State. Take down Wisconsin at home. You know, Maryland's a tough road game. But then, you know, the schedule has a lot of players. So, um, you know, I, I don't want to talk myself into it because it feels like it's too far away, but there is some real opportunity on the on this schedule that if the team can can win, you know, a couple here and a couple there, you know, they might put themselves in the bubble, and, and maybe it requires more work in the Big Ten tournament to win a game or two, much like we saw in 2021 with the first year. But um, it's still possible. They just got to keep playing well and uh, hopefully get some of these guys back on the court and, and uh, play a little bit better. Dylan Wallace with us talking some IU Hoops topics. Dylan, as always, great to have you with us. Big weekend for IU, big weekend of college hoops coming up. We'll talk with you again next week and see where things stand for the Hoosiers. Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. We'll head to a commercial break. We're back with Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star. Some high school basketball, also girls' sectionals continue tonight across the state. And uh, some recruiting topics. Trent Sicily at the top of my list uh, for Kyle when we come back from the break. Your questions as well, 502-414-1450. Again, 502-414-1450. Stay with us. You're listening to a Friday edition of the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. We're back on the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. Join Matt Daly at 11 a.m. for complete coverage of the Indiana Hoosiers and sports from a Southern Indiana perspective. I'll handle this the way I want to handle it now that I'm here. You f***ed it up to begin with. Now just sit there or leave. I don't give a what you do. Now, back to the game. Here's Matt Dennison. All right, we're back for a final segment here on this Friday show. Kyle Neddenrip of the Indianapolis Star with us, as always, to wrap up the show and the week. And let's start, uh, Kyle, with uh, Trent Sicily at Heritage Hills. 
lots of coaches in southern Indiana this season to uh, get their eyes on Sicily as they advance their recruitment of him. Last night, Mike Woodson courtside, Matt Painter there as well. Also, Micah Shrewsbury for Notre Dame. It just shows here in the middle of these college seasons for all three big programs in Indiana how important of a land Trent Sicily would be for any of them. Yeah, it's quite a uh, race between the looks like an in-state recruiting race with some of the other uh, Big Tens also coming in on him. But, uh, yeah, that's a... that's pretty impressive, and right after uh, Mike Woodson made the trip to see another 2025 in-state prospect and uh, Braylon Mullins on uh, what was that Wednesday, so after his 51-point performance. So a couple of really high-profile in-state re- uh, recruits, you know, and it looks like Mike Woodson uh, kind of stepping up his uh, involvement with those two especially. So, you know, really good class. Those two guys definitely uh, right there at the top with some others, and It'll be interesting to see how that plays out for Sicily and Mullins and, and some of those other guys in that class. Kyle Dedrip, the Indianapolis Star. Kyle had a text on the Thornton's text line, said, ask Kyle for favorites uh, in Indiana high school basketball after some of the upsets over the last week or so across the state. Uh, that's a general question, I know, but take that where you want as far as maybe some of the better teams uh, looking ahead to boys' state action coming up. Yeah, we had, uh, you know, Lawrence North got beat last night by uh, Carmel, which has now knocked off uh, Fishers and Lawrence North back-to-back games. Both those teams were undefeated, and both are ranked number one at the time <laughs> that they uh, that they beat them. So pretty impressive uh, six-day run here for Carmel, who's, uh, you know, they're only 9-9, nine and nine, but a team that I think is going to be really dangerous going into the sectional. Um, yeah, I mean, I would say, I mean, still probably Lawrence North and Fishers are among the favorites, I would say. I think Noblesville is a team that, you know, that I think can win that sectional. The problem is you start going down the list of these teams, and a lot of them are in the same two sectionals. Uh, they're sectional 8 and sectional 10, uh, so, you know, only two teams are going to sur- survive out of those two groups, and you're going to have some others that are maybe teams you're not thinking of that are playing deeper in the tournament, so... Uh, that's kind of how it goes. I mean, I think maybe even more so than than usual this year. But uh, Kokomo, I think, definitely a team to uh, you know, not that they weren't on the radar, but you know, they went out and beat Cathedral pretty easily last night. Uh, you know, just a, a fairly dominant win uh, behind uh, Flory Badunga and uh, and Carson Rogers. I actually wrote some on uh, Indian All Star projections that ran this morning and kind of taking a look at those uh, spots and what that race might look like. And I think Rogers is a guy who may play himself into uh, a position to possibly, you know, get on that team when you're looking for size. He's about 6'6", six, six, uh, really athletic, and I think would probably fit well in, a, in an all-star uh, setting. He's putting up really good numbers, too. So uh, if you haven't seen that, uh, you know, might check that out. But uh, he's a name I think that's on the radar now, more, maybe more than ever, too. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, I mean, you could probably go down a list of lists, you know, 15 different teams as far as, you know, who's uh, favored or who's in that mix of uh, being state contenders. You know, you look at Richmond, Richmond's 18-2. and two. Uh, They probably haven't played the schedule, though, of, of uh, you know, some of those other 4A contenders, but nonetheless, cool to see them uh, kind of revived and strong again. They lost to Anderson last night in a good matchup, so... Uh, but yeah, I mean, there's other teams. Jeffersonville, I think, in your area is definitely one that has a chance to make a run um, among those other uh, Central Indiana teams I mentioned. Kyle Nedrip, Indianapolis Star, with us here on this Friday program. Kyle, we're coming down the stretch in boys' basketball. The girls' tournament continues tonight 
and tomorrow with sectional, semifinal, and championship games. Um, any thoughts on the girls' tournament? I know we talked some about this a week ago before uh, the tournament got underway, but any storylines jump out to you? Any games tonight or potential games on Saturday at any uh, portion of the state, central Indiana, southern Indiana, northern Indiana, that you'll be paying attention to? Yeah, I'm actually going to be out tomorrow uh, covering the uh, the Cascade, which is, is 3A. That'll be uh, probably Tri-West and Danville. I covered that one last year as well, and Cascade actually won it uh, for the first time in a while. Uh, tonight, I think, you know, Lawrence North and Lawrence Central play each other up here. Uh, that's at sectional 10 I was mentioning on the boys' side. But Lawrence Central's a team that you know, ha- haven't had a lot of success on the girls' side, but 24-1 and this year, and I think is a, is a realistic uh uh, state contender uh, for, for uh, uh, Coach Lampley there, who has two of her daughters are both really good players for that team uh, for uh, Lawrence Central. So can they get through Lawrence North? That'll be a tough uh, a tough matchup, I think, and, and, a, and a really good game. Uh, Lawrence Central beat them by three points the last time they played each other. So that's probably one. I mean, there's uh, Brownsburg and Plainfield. I think will be a really good game tonight at Avon on the on the girls' side. Uh, that'll be basically the sectional championship i would say uh they'd be the winner of that would be heavily favored tomorrow then of course uh, hsc uh they're hosting uh the sectional there the zionsville hsc and noblesville fishers so you got four really good teams uh going uh back to back there starting at six o'clock so that's always you know the, the on the girl the boy side that's always a great sectional maybe even more so on the girl side it's always very very good very strong teams out of that hamilton county area and uh you know, I think that'll be that'll be a phenomenal uh, sectional tonight. All right, Cal Nedrip with us each Friday here on the show for a quick run, the latest with high school hoops and recruiting in our state. Cal, thank you. We'll talk again next Friday. Okay, thanks, Matt. All right, that's going to wrap things up for today and for this week. Uh, great uh, being with you this week. We'll return Monday at 11 a.m. If you miss a live show, you can always find us as a podcast. All you got to do is search for the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison, and you will find us there. Lots of great basketball opportunities uh, from high school all the way to college and beyond. Make sure you enjoy uh, some good basketball here this weekend. Best part is it's really good now, and it's early February. Wait till a month from now when we're in conference tournaments with the NCAA tournament and, of course, uh, the state boys basketball tournament looming as well. Have a great weekend. This is the Hoosier Report with Matt Dennison. 